Season 2, Episode 3, and we have two solid hours of top-notch stupidity. <laughs> yes, and we decided, uh, I thought maybe it's a good idea to actually have a planning meeting for the podcast this time with my insane Florida nephew, who I have, again, asked to contribute to the podcast, and um, we've... Um, going to now give him the permanent, a, a new permanent moniker. Um, of course, he's already been called Pancho by his uh, wife's family, which are predominantly Mexican-Latino, but he's anything but Mexican-Latino. Mainly, he's more German-slash-English-slash-Scottish with a smidgen, maybe, of Irish. There's not a, anything Mexican about him at all, except maybe he knows a little Spanish. So we've decided to call him Pancho Guerrero. Okay, because he's a, well, a, a little Mexican white boy, <laughs> or something like that. In any case, no, we are not culturally appropriate on this podcast. Heaven help me if I ever become culturally appropriate, because, well, then there would be nothing stupid to talk about. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome back to my stupid world. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm excited about all the discoveries we're going to find together. Actually, I'm kind of excited because I, I was, you know, I don't always click on some of these goofy ads that I show up, that shows up on my Instagram or Facebook feeds, but one did catch my attention. We'll see how it works. <clears throat> um, there, there was a, a there, there's this a new podcasting microphone out there it's right now in development on indiegogo it's called the tula mic t-u-l-a tula mic or is it a tula mic i don't know <laughs> but uh, at any rate supposedly not only is it a regular microphone but it's a all-in-one recording device that fits in the palm of your hand and it has a retro look like the old microphones from the 1950s and 60s and it's great for podcasting. It's great for, um, you know, you can set it down and have it set to just record one person or kind of have it in an omnidirectional where it picks up like people sitting around the table. It's got like noise canceling uh, qualities. Um, you can record up to like what, 24 gigs of, of data uh, and then dump it into your computer or whatever. Or you can just plug it into your computer and use it as a, a mic right there. So <clears throat> I. And it's not cheap. I mean, if you buy it retail, it's going to be over 200 bucks. But uh, if you get it before it's released in December, you can get it for almost half off, a little more than half off. So, Christmas present. <laughs> I, put the, I put the word out to my CFO. Maybe she'll get it for me for Christmas. I don't know. We'll see. But if the podcast suddenly starts sounding much better in 2021, that may be the reason. In any case, 
Well, going to be a good podcast today for sure, or this week today, this week, uh, because we're bringing back my insane Florida nephew. We're trying to come up with a a good moniker, and um, I guess well, here here's the situation. You see, um, he, he's very much German, very much English and Scottish. Okay, um, he he's about as. <laughs> he's about as much of a wasp as anybody would expect but he marries into a latino slash mexican family and so they've nicknamed him poncho but poncho is just so generic i he was you know poncho loco poncho gringo i like poncho gringo but well he suggested poncho guervo which i like that too has a little more of a smooth roll off the tongue, and he says, and besides, Pancho Guervo is probably less derogatory. To which I replied, but derogatory is so much more fun. And it's so politically incorrect, I could care less. But in, 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 in um, just, just to keep things, the semantics going well, I think Pancho Guervo is just as good. So we'll have Pancho Guervo on the show. Uh, we're going to play some games together. This will be fun. But first, um, talked about the last podcast about the guy that, you know, as a dying wish, he always carried with him a package of juicy fruit gum. So when he dies, he wants to be buried in a coffin that looks like juicy fruit, a pack of juicy fruit. Well, this is not near as creative, nor is it near as um, reverent. Um, There's a video, I guess, of this woman in a viral video. And I guess, you know, everyone expresses grief differently, but this video that's gone viral, it's a funeral possession where a woman, and I kid you not, is twerking and grinding on top of the casket. <laughs> a few times she even leans forward to kiss the glass over the dead guy's face. Now, there's not any more details other than that. I mean, it's not really even clear what country this is in. One article says an apparently Latin American country, but that's all I've got. But the clip has led to a debate on whether this is an amazing tribute to the person who died or is it disrespectful and inappropriate. I don't know. If somebody was doing that on my casket, I'd consider it a celebration. Any case, well, <clears throat> that is if you make it that far, I guess. I don't know. I, I, a lot of folks get burned out really quick nowadays, you know? And it's really, I've been doing this radio gig for over four decades. And I, I understand it's not great if you feel burned out on your career, especially when it's just barely off the ground. Now, there's this new survey where people are most likely to feel they have been burned out on work when they've hit 32 years old. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, the top five things that make us feel burned out? Long work hours. Well, there's a problem. Second all is trying to do too much. Well, I have nothing to worry about there. Feeling like you always have to be on. Eh, that's not too big of a worry to me either. Not taking enough vacation. Well, yeah, that's, I, I can understand. But the thing about it is if you love your job, you don't work a day of your life. So who cares about vacation, right? And feeling pressure to go above and beyond your job description. See, I don't do that anymore because I found out when I do, it becomes part of my job description. But the survey also found most people who switch to working at home have been actually more 
they, they, they've actually been working more hours during this pandemic with the average person putting in about 11 to 12 extra hours every month. Were you born in 1988? Now you're 32 and burnt out? Still 33 years until retirement and just can't see yourself doing this any longer? Well, I have some words of encouragement for you from your dearly departed grandfather who reminds you this time isn't to be sitting around puffing on the bong or buying cocktails for all your buddies or spending money on tribal tattoos around your bicep. Speaking of money, you are saving some, aren't you? You're 32 now, and in 32 more years, you'll be about to retire. Where will you live? In a spare room or the basement of your son's house? You won't be able to afford a retirement village. Don't picture yourself near any golf course. Oh, now you're motivated. Good for you. Get out there today and make some money. Maybe take on a second job instead of playing video games and fantasy football leagues. Grandpa will be proud of you. You burnout. This survey was, of course, brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. 59% of the responders said they find themselves working more hours from home than they did in the office. Yeah, but now they're chugging beer and not wearing pants. From what I've heard. Well, remember when MTV did the rock the vote thing to get the young people out to the polls? Well, that's just not edgy enough for 2020, so we're taking our cues from porn sites now, I guess. The dating site OkCupid is offering a new badge to show people you're a registered voter. And the campaign is called B-A-V-L-F. That's right, B-A-V-I-L-F. The term M-I-L-F, you know what that is, right? Men, I'd like to F. But this time it's a voter, I'd like to F. They say it's more common now for people to see someone as undateable if they don't vote. And over 125 people have already added a more generic voter badge they debuted a few weeks ago. So there is interest. Now, they posted a fake political ad where they rip on a guy named Trevor, who has a nice six-pack and perfect hair, but he doesn't vote. So he's trash and definitely not a V-I-L-F. Who is Trevor? He wants you to believe that he's attractive, but is he really the certified A1 hottie that he says he is? Or is his perfect hair hiding something? He can flex his abs, his jaw, and his volunteer work with children, but he can't flex his voter pin because he never registered. Trevor never even skips leg day, but he skips voting day? A-list looks can't make up for D-bag values. America, don't be a Trevor. Register to vote and be a VILF. And they're also going to be selling shirts, bags, buttons, yard signs with the slogan, B-A-V-I-L-F 2020. Just do us all a favor and keep it out of the voting booth. Something tells me also this guy didn't mind the feeling of getting handcuffed. (laughs) Early one morning, the cops in Eustis, Florida, pull over a 48-year-old guy named George Vachelon. Now, this guy's a convicted felon. They also found ammo in his car, so he was arrested for possession of ammunition by a convicted felon. But George was already wearing restraints when they cuffed him because, well, for some reason, he had a steel bondage collar locked around his neck. 
there was another guy in the car with George, and he was arrested for having meth on him. Well, they live at the same address, but I don't know their exact relationship. And there's no word on how the bondage collar wound up on George's neck earlier in the night. The guy was shackled, wearing a bondage collar when the cops found him. So I guess it's nice that the arrest was easy for him because, well, he's used to being handcuffed, right? But it is kind of crazy. I mean, this guy spends more time in handcuffs than the average NFL player. And growing up in southwest Arkansas and northwest Arkansas, I knew a lot of yeller dog Democrats. And growing up in Arkansas, everybody had a dog, too. So do you suspect maybe that your dog might be leaning to the left politically? That could be true if it matches anything on my list I have on the signs that you have a yellow dog Democrat. For instance... When he poops on someone's lawn, he brags about leaving them locally sourced fertilizer. She's constantly calling on the government to defund police dogs. You throw a tennis ball, he returns with a mail-in ballot and urges you to fill it out before Trump shuts down the post office. After he was fixed at the vet, he insisted on being called they, there, them. Another sign you have a yellow dog Democrat. The lipstick comes out whenever he sees AOC on TV. That same gas smell you blame on him, well, he blames on Russia. He goes out of his way to tell everyone he's friends with a black lab. And he has solar panels on his doghouse. Another sign, you have a yellow dog, Democrat. His favorite chew toys, MAGA hats. He won't hump your leg without proper consent. And he starts out peaceful, but then he ends up looting your snacks. Also, she prefers you pick her poop up with eco-friendly, biodegradable Trump signs. And the only place that she'll poop is at Mark, or in the park that's named for Robert E. Lee. Also, the last thing she chased up a tree was Sean Hannity. Finally, the sign that you have a yellow dog Democrat, he came in last at Westminster and still demanded a trophy. Uh, a lot of news have been in around lately of TikTok. Well, <laughs> I guess they're finally going to get bought by Oracle and the president gave his blessing. So that means you're going to get to see more of things like this. I mean, if you thought the whole Tide Pod social media challenge was stupid, <laughs> wait till you hear about this. The latest TikTok craze. People are using nail files to grind down their uneven teeth, and then they post videos. That just gives me the willies thinking about it. I don't even like to eat pears because it, the, the grit in the pear gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know? The thought of filing my teeth down, jeez. Dr. Chad Evans, co-founder of the Texas-based Smile Magic Family Dental, says it's not the same thing as filing your fingernails. If you file your fingernails today, they'll grow back tomorrow. Our teeth are permanent. Apparently, some people don't know that. See, our teeth, in case you didn't know, 
they're made up of layers. And the outer layer, the enamel, is the strongest and the most important layer. And Evan says, if you start messing with the structure of your tooth without knowing what you're doing, well, you could end up doing irreparable damage and destruction. Uh, dentists and other professionals can safely file down your teeth and in some cases might even decide to add some structure to your teeth with a crown or veneer that might be a better option than filing them all out. But filing down your teeth at home, well, for one thing, can lead to painful tooth sensitivity or even kill the tooth altogether. Then you'll look like you were born in Arkansas. Well, of course, as the trend has picked up speed, dental hygiene professionals with large followings on the app have tried to control the damage by reacting to the videos and warning people about how dangerous the trend is. So there is help out there. Dental school typically takes about four years to get a degree. Now, toss out all that science coursework and clinical curriculum. Here in my hotel room, doing this video for you guys. With the TikTok Dental Program. I guess I just wanted to make these a little bit shorter, really. No studying, no lab work, and no degree necessary. At the club, I found some nail filers. With the TikTok Dental Program, you just grab an emery board, hit record on your smartphone, and start grinding away. Oh my God, I see some of it working. At home dentistry, always a great idea. Oh, well, isn't that bad? Don't forget to make an appointment with your real dentist so they can fix your costly mistakes. The teeth is starting to look a little short. Isn't that bad? This message brought to you by Don't Be a Moron. Well, this is a big mistake to make in the whoops department. A new sign welcoming people to Dania Beach, Florida, was accidentally erected within the Hollywood limits. The new sign replaced an older, smaller sign bearing a similar message. Now, Dania Beach City Manager Anna Garcia says she's been in contact with a city manager from Hollywood and adds that the issue is under investigation. The city manager from Hollywood contacted me yesterday. We have a great relationship and he said, manager, I want to let you know that um, one of my residents is reaching out to me, letting me know that they were appalled that these new signs were installed in Hollywood. We've been nonstop, you know, researching and having our legal team look into it. I know social media, people can be very passionate on there, but this is not one of those circumstances. We just reinstalled what was existing. We're working with the city of Dania to have the sign moved into the proper location. Whatever we need to do to modify, to make it right, we will. Now, the city of Hollywood spokeswoman, Joanne Hussey, says the two cities are working together on a solution. And speaking of Florida, some people... Sometimes just ignore science. Gary Kirby, he owns Westside Sports Bar and Lounge in West Melbourne, Florida. And he's banned people from wearing masks or face coverings at his establishment amid the pandemic. He says he doesn't agree with the idea of wearing masks. He tells Fox News he's been getting death threats over his policy, but adds that the people in his town have, for the most part, been in 100% support of his decision. Kirby reportedly began banning patrons with masks, claiming the CDC recommended safety uh, safety precautions is hindering our lifestyles as we know it. 
Now, he claims that face masks make it more difficult to tell if a patron has been overserved and alleges that he was actually burglarized after hours by a man wearing a surgical mask. Uh, people on social media have met his mask policy with uh, mixed reviews. Uh, West Melbourne is, you see, located in Brevard County where county commissioners decided in July that businesses must clearly state their own mask policies and whether they require them at the entrances. I'm sure that this is probably great news for customers wearing glasses. It happens at the supermarket and the gym. Does it matter where I'm going or I've been every time I have to wear a mask I know it's gonna happen again yes it is my glasses start fogging up fogging up I can't tell where the fogging walk excuse me everything is fogging up did I hear a lady talk a lady talk do you know which way she walked my glasses are fogging up fogging up I can't tell where the fogging walk and from Florida all the way up the coast to Maine, where police are looking for the Lilac Avenger. It's a woman who's been putting doggy doo in Trump supporters' mailboxes. <laughs> the masked woman has been seen pedaling a lilac-colored bicycle while wearing lilac-colored Crocs, blue shorts, and a purple top. <laughs> Nothing like dressing in uniform for doing crime. Cops also say the suspect has been defacing Trump lawn signs in Hampton, which is a suburb of Bangor. It's a political sign-stealing war, you might say. I'm stealing your lawn sign Cause I hate the candidate that's got your vote My stupid neighbors really wish they'd move I snuck in your front yard Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and I would love to hear about it. If you've got a great story from your stupid world, or if you just want to respond to one of mine, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. Or if you've got a question, a comment about something I've said, or if you want to tell me some firsthand experience of stupidity you've encountered, I'd love for you to record a message for me at podcast.insane.com. I might actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. And if you haven't already, and I fail to see why not, follow me on social media on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. You know, there's a fine line between tacky 
and groundbreaking. This uh, wedding RSV card is going viral. It's known for just being, well, it's pure stupidity for one thing. The couple is offering people different options for dinner (laughs) based on how much money they're planning to give them as a gift for the couple. Now, here's how it's broken down. If you have a gift of up to 250 bucks, you can pick roast chicken or swordfish. But if your gift is anywhere from 251 to 500, you get sliced steak or poached salmon. Hmm. A $1 difference? Okay, well anyway, from 250 to 251. If your gift is from $501 to 1000, you get a filet mignon or lobster tail. Then if you give $1,001 up to $2,500 or more, two-pound lobster, souvenir champagne goblet, or the vegetarian or kosher option. That's right. Those those two are are not offered at any of the lower-level gifts either. As you might expect, people are just tearing into this couple on social media. Can you imagine the food bill? I mean, would you love to be a chef at that wedding? But, I mean, why not? Why don't we just plan your next wedding on Kickstarter? <laughs> you know? Or Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get married on Patreon. Support the wedding on Patreon. Give me a break. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, you know, if... um. If you have an annual salary of this to this, you can come and visit us and you can stay in the kitchen. You know, well, we just do that. Visitors, to get more money, you can pay. Yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Anyway, well, maybe you're not into that kind of eating. Maybe you just like to keep what somebody else has not finished eating. <laughs> There's a Illinois man who is celebrating his 60th birthday uh, the, or I should say the 60th birthday of a sandwich. He has kept this sandwich frozen ever since it was half eaten by Richard Nixon back in 1960. Now, let me make this one thing perfectly clear. <laughs> Steve Jen is his name. He was a Boy Scout when Nixon visited the little town of Sullivan, Illinois, September 22nd. 1960. He was on a campaign stop. The future president attended a cookout and ate half of a buffalo chicken sandwich, which Jen then took home and put it in his freezer. He says, I looked around and thought, hmm, you know, nobody else is going to take it. I'm going to take it. The sandwich brought Jen notoriety. Believe it or not, over the years. In fact, in 1988, he was a guest on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson with his Nixon half eaten sandwich. Jen said the appearance yielded him a half eaten snack from Carson himself, as well as a paper plate signed by Steve Martin, who quipped that he had earlier used that plate to eat some chicken salad. Jen said his collection now includes unfinished foods from. Entertainers such as Henny Youngman and Tiny Tim. through the tulips. <laughs> wow. I don't know. You know any bizarre thing that someone collects? Maybe you collect them? 
I don't know about you, but uh, I, you know, I could have probably hung onto my grand grandmother, both my grandmother's spit cans, including the, you know, tobacco-soaked toilet paper inside. Why not? Well, here's the story of a woman who tried two good excuses when the cops pulled her over, and um, well. Even though neither of them worked, she still gave it a good college try. Not even close for 28-year-old Emily Owings of Enid, Oklahoma, who got pulled over. She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Now, the only form of ID she had was her medical marijuana card. When the cops ran her name, they found out she had a suspended license. But she asked them to let her go for two simple reasons. Number one, it was her birthday. And number two... Well, I have to poop so bad. Well, then the cops found she also had a warrant in another county for fighting a police officer. So they started to arrest her. And that's when she sped off. Your license is suspended. Why? I don't know. And now I'm waiting to see if you have warrants through Woods County. I have and to poop so bad. Where do you think I was Birthday, going? man. Why did you just let me go? Because I know your license is suspended. <laughs> You have warrants for Woods County and they're coming to get you. No, they're not. Ma'am. Get out of the vehicle now! Get out of the Well, the cops caught her after a high-speed chase and arrested her on several felony charges. And as they were arresting her, she asked, Can I poop in your car, man? Well, there's no word on whether she did. But I guess we've all been there. You know, when you really got to go, you... Put your car in poos control and just hope you get home as soon as possible. <laughs> wow, arresting her was certainly dangerous, I'll say that. I mean, let's just say that I hope the car, or I hope the cop had uh, leather seats in his car, if you know what I mean. All right. In this um, past six months of all the stress that we've been having from this pandemic, we can set a timer and let's relax. Set it for 10 minutes, Okay. It might actually help you fight stress. The University of Constance researchers have found that people experience higher levels of both physiological and psychological relaxation after only 10 minutes of receiving a massage and even just 10 minutes of rest increased relaxation, though not as much as a massage. That's right. The scientists say that this is the first finding that indicates short-term treatments can significantly reduce stress by boosting the body's parasympathetic nervous system. Researcher Maria Meyer says, We are very encouraged by the findings that short periods of disengagement are enough to relax not just the mind but also the body. You don't need a professional treatment in order to relax either. Having somebody gently stroke your shoulders or even just Resting your head on your table for 10 minutes is an effective way to boost your body's physiological engine of relaxation. Personally, I really feel this is a stupid idea just because in these thin-skinned times we live in now, I mean, everybody is so hypersensitive. I bet if you try to help a coworker de-stress, well, you might be dealing with your own stress of facing sexual assault charges. <laughs> Well, there's a new study also that's confirming what we already know. The pandemic has triggered multiple stressors that are directly linked to rising acute stress and depressive symptoms among us Americans. 
University of California's E. Allison Holman explains the pandemic is not hitting all communities equally. People have lost wages and jobs and loved ones with record speed. And individuals living with chronic mental and physical illness are struggling. Young people are struggling. Poor communities are struggling. Mental health services need to be tailored to those most in need right now. Now, the study also highlights the connection between mental health and exposure to media coverage of the pandemic. And it suggests that maybe we should all just step away from television, computer, or smartphones to protect our psychological well-being. And, you know, of course... I know one guy who's pretty sick of all the bad news. proof now that brands can and will add pumpkin spice to just about everything. Our friends at Kraft just created a pumpkin spice version of their famous mac and cheese. But it's only going to be in Canada. <laughs> why is why does all the weird stuff go to Canada? That and they're only going to make a thousand boxes and they're going to give it away. <laughs> Will we get pumpkin spice mac and cheese in the U.S.? Nah, probably not this year. But I can't see them keeping it away from us forever. Kraft introduces pumpkin spice mac and cheese. The original taste you love with added pumpkin spice. Try Kraft shrimp scampi with pumpkin spice linguine. Or Kraft vegetarian pumpkin spice lasagna. Instead of meat, a layer of spiced pumpkin. All coming soon with the new pumpkin spice mac and cheese. By the third forkful, you'll you'll feel like you've had enough pumpkin spice <clears throat> from Kraft. I told you about the woman who wanted to poop in the cop car after getting herself stopped for not wearing a seatbelt. But what about pooping on the subway? You think maybe that pooping on the subway was already explicitly banned in New York City? Guess what? It's not. But it will be soon, thankfully. The MTA board is proposing this new rule, which will now officially ban defecation on New York City's subways, buses, and transit facilities. Hmm. 
Did you ever think there was ever going to be a time where somebody would actually have to pass legislation to prohibit normal, upright homo sapiens from defecating on public transportation? The previous mandate called for a $100 fine for passengers who create a nuisance, hazard, or unsanitary condition while defecating. It's, well, surely unsanitary, I guess, you know. I guess you'd say defecating is about as unsanitary as you can get. MTA officials now are calling for a little more specific language, if you know what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your New York City MTA subway conductor with some updates. Service has been discontinued on the BM and 2 lines, so no more BM or number 2 on the subway. Also, this train will no longer be making stops at Third Street. Subway riders, if you smell something like a suspicious package, say something. Also, an empty train is not a litter box. When the train is in motion, hold on to the subway pole and your bowels until you get home, all right? Man squatting is not permitted. If you need a public restroom, feel free to use what other New Yorkers use, city sidewalks. Thank you for not pooping on the New York subway. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. I don't know how anybody could actually think about pooping on public transportation and not feel somewhat awkward if not embarrassed but have you ever googled something and then immediately felt a little embarrassed by how stupid the question was kind of goes back to what um my insane florida nephew was talking about at the last podcast of the really stupid guy that tried to pull up to a gas station to fill up his tesla and he had to google it well Somebody looked at the Google Trends and found the most embarrassing thing each state Googles more than anyone else. Here are some of the top 25 favorites I found in alphabetical order. California, how to quit a job you just started. (laughs) Delaware, are aliens real? Florida, how to get rid of a ghost. Georgia, where's Africa? Illinois, what do we breathe out? Of course, the short answer is carbon dioxide, but it really only makes up about 4% of what you're breathing out. I mean, the rest is mostly leftover nitrogen and oxygen, but who cares? Indiana, how's a baby made? Folks, this is a true story. I had a roommate years ago when I was single and living in northwest Pennsylvania, and he was vehemently believing In fact, we got into a heated argument over this, and I took human sexuality in college, so I already knew I was smarter than he was, but he was convinced babies were born through the woman's belly button. You can't make this stuff up, folks. By the way, when he was uh, punished as a kid, they stuck him in the chicken coop, too, just so you know. Anyway. In Iowa, they're Googling how to get fired. (laughs) Kentucky, how to become a vampire. Louisiana, why do I sweat so much? Probably because you live in Louisiana. In Maine, it's disc golf. Massachusetts, Will Smith rap. That's what they're Googling in Massachusetts. In Michigan, it's uh, what am I good at? Mississippi, 
Uh, is the earth round? <laughs> Montana, Nick Nolte. Nebraska, they're Googling smelly feet. Nevada, it's Guy Fieri. And New Hampshire, they're Googling, what does Hampshire mean? Well, it was named after Hampshire, England, by the way. New Jersey, they discuss, they're, they're Googling Ouija board, spelled W-E-E-G-E-E instead of O-U-I-G-A. <laughs> In New Mexico, Justin Bieber nudes. Wow. New York, they're Googling velour tracksuits. And Ohio, the stupid thing they're Googling is, does my cat love me? And in Texas, it's, does my dog love me? Here's something that's really kind of troubling in Pennsylvania. The most embarrassing thing we're Googling here in the Keystone State, Nickelback concert. Oh, how terrible. South Dakota, they're Googling Dr. Phil. And Vermont, believe it or not, they're Googling, where's Canada? Well, here's a hint. Your entire northern border touches it. <laughs> Finally, in West Virginia, and this is especially troubling, the most embarrassing thing they're Googling there is, why is my poop green? Well, the whole Karen concept has gone worldwide. And there's a woman in the UK that's now called the supermarket Karen who destroyed most of an entire aisle of wine at a store. The incident, which occurred at the Lingfield High Street Co-op Grocery Store in Surrey, was sparked after staff reprimanded the female shopper for ignoring the one-way system they implemented to enforce social distancing. And, well, she was none too pleased about the reminder. Look! On aisle 19, it's a broken bottle of Zinfandel. It's a smashed Merlot. It's a Chablis. It's Supermarket Karen. I don't have a mask. Yes, Supermarket Karen. Strange visitor from the suburbs who came for wine without a COVID mask and displayed powers and abilities beyond those of mortal shoppers. Supermarket Karen, who can scream she's done nothing wrong. Done nothing wrong. While ripping down shelves of liquor as bottles of wine shatter on the floor. And who, disguised as a disgruntled customer, fights the never-ending battle with science, social distancing, and the COVID way. The whole thing happened so fast, it's almost like she had superhuman strength. I mean, if this had been an American woman, it probably could have put her in the running for America's next top Karen. In fact, there's this Brooklyn-based comedy group that did a fake TV promo called America's Next Top Karen. Well, it has all the classics that you know and love. Can I speak to your manager? America's Next Top Karen is back. Can we be seated already? We've been waiting for five minutes. Watch as these kooky Karens compete to be the best in America. You guys can't be selling lemonade here. This is a residential neighborhood. I need to take my boys to soccer practice. You cannot force me to wear a mask. I will call the cop. I will call the cop. Well, how much longer is it going to be? What? These Karens are large and in charge. I ordered these white romaine hearts and this wedge salad. These leaves are green. Hi, 911. 911. There's a bunch of gangsters selling lemonade outside my house. There's a lady here who's trying to make me wear a mask. I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid for my life. This Sunday on Bravo. All Karens, all the time. I'm calling the police. Well, are you ready to take a cruise? <laughs> 
Well, major cruise lines, they have finally created a plan for resuming their cruises, and it includes testing all the passengers and crew members for COVID before they get on board and requiring everyone to wear face masks when social distancing isn't possible, which would make me loathe a cruise even more than I do already. The Cruise Lines International Association trade group spoke about the plan, which also requires ships to increase the amount of fresh air in their ventilation systems and use advanced filtration methods where feasible and allow limited shore excursions with those taking them required to wear masks and distance from others. Those who don't comply just won't be allowed to reboard, so you'll be stuck in Acapulco. There's still no sale order for cruise lines, though, for U.S. waters through September 30th. Now, the association's safety plan will go to the CDC, which will consider it as it decides whether to lift the no-sale order, which has already been extended twice. Now, the Cruise Association, you know, has its own voluntary suspension of cruises through October 31st. So will this make you get on a boat? cruise ship ain't a place I'd want to be hard to stay six feet away from everybody living with other people in tiny cabins is a fantastic way to make COVID cases happen all the captain crew and guests have to get corona tests so I won't get on a boat doesn't sound like a fun vacation I don't want having temperature checks at points of our embarkation Have to mask at the buffets While you're social distancing I will not go and get COVID on a boat Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree Pretty little Florida sunshine tree In the shade of the sunshine tree We're, we're going we're gonna to call you by pub, uh, pan, Pancho Guerva. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Pancho Guedo. Guedo. Pancho Guedo. Yeah. Okay. I have to roll my R. Pancho um, Guerra. No, no rolling R, actually. Just... The R sounds like a D is all. I see. Is okay. A little strange. Pancho Guero. Pancho Guero. Okay. And and that is uh, translated as what? Uh, Pancho White Boy. White, <laughs> white, white Boy Pancho. <laughs> no, I love thing, it. So the thing with Guero is um, Gringo <laughs> is more so like definitely white guy, American usually. And Guero is, could be used for any light-skinned person, even another Hispanic person that's light-skinned. Um, uh, uh, I just like the... the it's, it's probably more slang than the other anyway, but... Pancho Guero. Pancho Guero, it, it sounds like it rolls off the tongue more. It does. Um, and, and then that's... I, I, in a way, funnier. I don't know. Maybe someone will look it up and be like, Guero, what is Guero? Or someone <laughs> who knows Guero would probably laugh. And, but and think, you're, uh, you're about as white as they get, okay? So that's... <laughs> I can tell you're you are part of my lineage because uh, you know we're I, I I could never get a tan you know but oh no it, yeah 
at any case. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you had a chance to kind of look over all the stupid stories. I, 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 I want you to, to read the one about this invention that lets you eat your burrito since I, you, you just seem like a person that would probably appreciate a good burrito. I, I had a feeling. Yes. I, I could definitely go for that one. <laughs> so, so you can read the story about this new invention that lets you eat your burrito with less mess. Yeah. I, um, I was trying to think, but I, I, uh, I couldn't come up with anything great to comment with it other than just that, that's pretty funny. And so it I've is. Got, I guess a few ideas, but um, I was just saying that Trump is actually in our town, just about 20 minutes away from us right now. I actually saw that he, he in fact, he just landed. Yeah. I was watching some of it on YouTube just before we were finishing up dinner. Homemade yeah. coconut shrimp. I mean, oh. shrimp. well, I mean, the shrimp would be good without the coconut. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, that's I'm not, right i forgot that you're not a coconut guy not a coconut guy but i don't like i, I don't even I, I don't even want to think about coconut when i'm thinking about eating a burrito anyway <laughs> okay um are you gonna do a, a intro oh no i just want you to just read it okay yeah <clears throat> i mean obviously i don't know about you but i've had trouble keeping my burrito together in more ways than one <laughs> It's a burrito coming in and a burrito coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> no one wants to. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a, we've got a new invention here. Uh, this, this is Pancho Guero here. Uh, a new invention that lets you eat your burrito with less mess by putting it in a big chapstick tube. Uh, also lets you eat your burrito with less masculinity. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the story here, this is, this invention has to be for white people. <laughs> it has to be. Um, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, this is like what happens when, when you can join her side of the family and my side of the family. Oh, man. <laughs> So, if you've ever had trouble keeping your burritos together while you eat them, I, I'm having trouble keeping my burritos together right now. <laughs> I, 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 you got more than one. Um, <laughs> I, I just envision here, uh, you know, this, this have you fallen and can't get up? Yeah. <laughs> these old 90s commercials you've got an old person and this gets aired on right on at, yep. you know after hours or no more like the early hours of the morning where we're um 3 a.m where I, I guess you count as uh the type of person who would wake up there for your morning show right but the right. only other people awake at 3 a.m are either stoners or uh people who can no longer sleep anymore and they wake up yeah. before uh, older uh gentlemen yes. and ladies yes so uh, well, little paper and foil, it's not enough to do it, right? Uh, no, so instead, no. you, you've got this mad scientist who's dreamt up uh, this product that he calls the burrito pop. Now, I, I, I could think of more than one ways that uh, make a burrito pop. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a tube that you insert your burrito into that basically works like a big stick of chapstick. Uh, so you put your burrito in the tube. Uh, that you twist the bottom to make your burrito pop up slowly, and then 
supposedly way less messy of an option for burrito eating for <laughs> those who aren't able to um, handle their burritos uh, like a man. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're interested, the, the burrito pop, they're actually taking orders on Kickstarter right now. And it only costs $28 to look like a stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> only 28 bucks. Only $28 to look like you, a, I guess if you use like this, you have to turn person out there. Well, if you if you use this device, you have to turn in your man card immediately. You you um I well, man card, I it's more so you're locking in your your um your your white <laughs> Oh my god. That's hilarious. So, well, uh, I don't know about you. I there used to be a place in State College. Now we have we've got a, a few finally some good Mexican restaurants here. Finally, I mean, when I first moved to the area, I don't know, 17, 15 years ago, there was hardly any Mexican foods. Now we're just we've got them coming out the yin yang. But one restaurant that was in downtown State College, and they've got a plethora. You can, I mean, there's just so many things to find restaurant wise here in State College. But they had, and this one restaurant didn't last very long, but they specialized, I swear, with my hand held up, they specialized in cereal. That's all, <laughs> that's all they served. It didn't last, I don't think it lasted a year. It doesn't surprise me. It was, I mean, but you would think it would probably do much better than that because it was right across the street from Penn State. And I mean, how many college students would think, hey, let's go for a bowl of cereal, you know? But... I don't know. I, I've 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 enjoyed cereal from the alphabets as a kid, all the way up. You remember? I don't know if you remember old enough to remember this. Remember the cereal called King Vitamin? I vaguely remember oh, King Vitamin. I loved King Vitamin. That was one of my favorite kid cereals. You know, and I just remember them tasting so good. Well, you know, between the whole health nuts and everybody that's so conscious about what we're eating and all this kind of thing, they thrown in you know, artificial flavors and extra sugar. Well, then they said, that's not good for you. And so we're going to try to improve it. And all they did was make the cereal worse. Okay. And thank goodness, General Mills has finally admitted to that. They have announced they're permanently bringing back the 80s taste of four of their major brands. We got Tricks, we got Cocoa Puffs and Golden Grams and Cookie Crisp. And I like Golden Grams, frankly. That's one of my favorites. And Tricks is going to come in the classic fruit shapes. Cocoa Puffs and Cookie Crisps are going to have a stronger chocolate flavor. And Golden Grams are going to be made finally with actual honey. So I guess the other big reason they're doing this is millennials are nostalgic for cereals that they grew up eating. I don't know about you, but, you know, I guess they thought it was a big letdown that the cereals didn't taste as good as they remembered, but the rest these retro recipes are hitting the stores right now. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you think cereal is worse now than it was when you were a kid? I definitely see a difference. Like, like cookie crisp tastes like nothing. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't a fan of cookie crisp. through 80s taste of cereal. Um, yeah. Though I'd like to see them put 80s mascots and um, I, I guess what uh, movie figures back yeah. on the, the boxes. Oh, yeah. As well. Now, I remember when I got my well, I used to get Cocoa Puffs. My dad watched me pour a bowl full of Cocoa Puffs one time and he called it rabbit pellets. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what 
Every time I think of Cocoa Puffs, I think I'm eating rabbit pellets right now. <laughs> that's, that's not not far off. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I just thought, I, I do. I do I, I really do think that the cereal has actually tasted worse than whenever I was a kid. I just chalked it off to just getting older and your taste change. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did too. You know, but uh, they've been, they've been, they've been, they've been fooling us, you know? So, all right. So now, now you, I want you to, to take this story here about overthinking. Okay. Overthinking. Um, yeah. Because I, I, this is too personal for me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm around too many people that overthink. So, <laughs> yes, you are. Thank goodness. <laughs> there's not a lot of overthinking that happens in my house. Oh, that's um, good. So, so here's some of the top things that we overthink that, uh, include things like what to wear and how to get out of plans. Uh-huh. So here's the, uh, the, the full story. Um, right. Would you say that you overthink things? I, I don't, but I have family members that do. <laughs> well, don't overthink this question. I, I guess maybe we should just make sure that we don't include your family members on this. Exactly. Um, according to this poll here, the answer is probably yes. Uh, seven out of ten people actually do say they waste too much time dwelling on things. And or or at least considering their options. Now, here's some of the top 10 things that we overthink uh, the most on any given day. Uh, okay. The number one thing that they have listed here is the best way to back out of plans that you made. See, I don't have that problem. It's because, because you don't make plans. Your wife I don't does. make plans. Or if I do, I'm going to stick to them. See? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't under I know people that now they've they've painted themselves in a corner. And now what are they going to do? And I'm thinking, well, that's your problem. I, I enjoy plans, so I, I'm not going to back out of anything. And if I do, yeah. honestly, people, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not an overthinker. I'm, I'm one of these three and ten people here. Yeah, um, right. Number two thing, what to wear. I don't worry about that either. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Where, this, this, really? This bring us back to our 80s cereal. You're, you're probably wishing that they were bringing back 80s style. Yeah. I just go back to my cutoff shirts. <laughs> it's point proven. I, you know, <laughs> about as much thought as I put to what to wear, especially working from home. Yeah. Many a day spent just working in my boxers. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, you know how many day. times, how many times I've had this question asked me, okay. Whenever we're going out somewhere is I get asked, are you going like that? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment anymore. <laughs> I could hear exactly how how that <laughs> that would go. Um, all right, number three here. Are you making the right decisions with your money? I don't now, worry about money. Of the of the bid, I this is the one that I could probably say that, that I would I would fit in the most as, as a, an economist here. I'm thinking always thinking opportunity cost, but mm -hmm. um, I, I I even with that I I don't overthink these things. I have um, been known. I have been known. This is a confession. To be watching TV, see a commercial, and get up, turn off the television, get in my car, and go to the store and buy it. <laughs> You're one of the people that I like to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> Commercials do not work for me at all. I, unless it's something I've already been thinking about that I'd like, and I didn't know this thing existed. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is good. And probably right. a year later, I might get that thing and remember it. My but wife, on the other hand, she's been known to keep like gift certificates so long the store goes out of business <laughs> all right <laughs> i can see that 
<laughs> at least she's organized enough. She, she is. <laughs> All right, number four here. Um, did you say something that sounded offensive to other people? Now, mm. I can see you dwelling on that question, but not in an overthinking way, more in an enjoyment kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be, did I say something that offended people too much? <laughs> <laughs> number five, how to ask someone for money they owe you. Hmm. I don't really, I, I, I trust the people I lend money to. I don't know. Uh, I no. just don't give out money. <laughs> that, that, that's always a helpful thing. Number six here, the exact wording of a text message. I put zero thought into that. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. Number seven here, why someone texted or emailed, you texted or emailed, hasn't responded yet. I, that's actually a pet peeve with me. Is it? I mean, well, it's like if I'm going to, you know, for instance, if somebody sends me an email, okay, the least I could do is say, hey, I got your email. Let me get back to you later. At least because I'm thinking, did he get caught in a spam folder, you know, or, or whatnot, you know. And I just think at least if you get it, if I don't have time to answer it, I can at least shoot him a quick message and say, OK, thanks. I'll, I'll get back to you. I am pretty bad at reading a te text message while at work and just completely forgetting that I didn't respond. Um, now, what I can say is in relationship wise, that's the best advice you could do in terms of of um, not wondering why someone ha hasn't responded yet. Yeah. Big you know. red flag if you've got someone that's coming down your throat for that. Right. Um, right. Number seven here. Why? Uh, or I'm sorry. This is number eight what your friends think of you not you because you don't have any friends well, I well that too think about well just also refer back to number two on what to wear <laughs> the, the, the two are related uh number nine here how much to spend on a gift nah if to it's me, a gift, you gotta you gotta just love the people you're giving to. Well, I, you know what? If it's a gift, then I think about the person more than do the amount. True, true. You know, um, last one here, number ten. Your friend never called back. <laughs> well, that goes back to, to the number two and uh, number number eight. Well, yeah. That, well, that also even goes back to number seven. Why you? Why somebody hasn't texted or emailed you? You know, this is not even a fair question because it assumes that you've got friends. Well, that's with. true. Well, it's assumed I'm going to I'm going to get called in the first place. <laughs> um, so one random stat here that uh, that I, I liked here. Thirty eight percent of us have struggled to decide whether or not to go number two at the home of someone that we were dating. That oh. includes twenty nine percent of men and fifty one percent of women. I naturally men would not care as much about women. on this one. <laughs> The problem that I would probably have is is not so much number two is whether they can hear me tinkle. <laughs> uh, I I've got a friend who um, has gotten food poisoning from both ends with a <laughs> uh, a, a first uh, or second date the girlfriend. Needless <laughs> to say, it did not work out, <laughs> and, and, and for the better. It, it was this was a a definite uh, th this was a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Even if in the moment this was horribly embarrassing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, here's a story, <clears throat> and I think this is kind of fascinating because you know you really know how far we've come as a society when you look back and see what your grandparents did. 
I, okay. I like this one. I yeah. like this one. This is this is <laughs> this is an old marriage test from 1939. It's making the rounds, and it's supposed to tell you if you're a good husband or a good wife. But uh, well, let's just say that it don't translate to 2020 very good. Okay, so guys had it a whole lot easier back then, and women eh, not so much. Okay, but here are some signs that you're a good hubby according to the test. You're nice to her friends. You remember her anniversary, and I can tell you, I have never forgotten an anniversary. I can tell you that. Um, you're kind to her, even if nobody's watching. You ask her her opinion sometimes. Sometimes I ask her opinion too many times. That's my problem. Um, <laughs> you know she's going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> right. You, you let her drive the car if she needs it. Of course, she has her own. Uh, you read the paper out loud to her. I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, another what, one is what, a few, what's the paper. Yeah, really, exactly. What, what paper? I don't even read the paper. Uh, a few signs that you're not a good husband would be flirting in front of her, uh, comparing her to your mom or previous wives, talking about how life was better before you got married and not saying, excuse me, when you burp. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Criticizing her in public. Obviously, that's kind of like without saying. Um, but then my mom's some... a saint. I just want to throw that in there. Oh, well, yes, I can see. <laughs> but uh -huh, yeah, right. Especially telling you how she thinks. But uh, now here's some here's some signs that you're a good wifey by 1939 standards. OK, check this out. Compare this to the guy. OK, for the wives, you always serve dinner on time. This is something that I can count on one hand how many times has happened in my household. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loved telling this story about, you know, a guy coming in from work and the wife didn't have dinner ready and he was upset and happened again the next day and he got really upset. And finally, the third time it happened, he told his wife, he says, if you don't have dinner ready for me when I come home from work, you're not going to see me for three days. And sure enough, she didn't have dinner ready. And sure enough, she didn't see him after the first day. She didn't see him after the second day. And she didn't see him after the third day. After the fourth day, she began to see him a little bit out of the corner of her left eye. You obviously haven't gotten it's a joke. <laughs> I have to think about that one. <laughs> that one he gave her he gave her two black eyes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, that's so bad. I mean the, the story I love that I, I would hear about from mom all the time was is that you know your your mom and dad they worked at the same place your your mom right. was your dad's secretary right uh, and he would know when she'd have a rough day at work or would be mm -hmm. leaving late and caught the office later and would immediately walk in look over at you and and, and mom and smirk and say gosh darn woman where's supper yep <clears throat> and crack the biggest smile while he plops down yep. on the on the, the chair and yep. Your mom going off. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. That yep. is classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Here's another thing that, that you would, if you want to, if you're a good wife, you play an instrument. Well, that my mother flunked that one completely. She didn't play any. <laughs> well, she could play the guitar, kind of. That's about it. Uh, this was, I thought, was interesting. You get dressed up for breakfast. The wife gets dressed up for breakfast. I would prefer a dress down for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and here's one. You're a good housekeeper. I think most women kind of, my, my wife always says, my house is a reflection of me. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And so another one is you always put the kids to bed. Is that crazy? Mom always puts the kids to bed. <laughs> well, at the moment, mom well, does always put the kids to bed right now. That's true, because you can't nurse yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and then you run any big purchases by your husband first. That's wow. just common sense. I mean, yeah. I run per big purchases by her, too. Well, but yeah, but the guy didn't have to run big. He, he didn't have to run it by his wife. She has to run it by him. That's, <laughs> That's just pretty weird. Bad. Yeah. And I like this. You let your husband sleep in on the weekends. So, you know, I, I kind of like that. That's, you know, but but here's uh, some yeah. signs that you here's some signs that you're not a good wife. OK, not liking kids. That's just wrong. And and being late for appointments. Um, that's like, racist. Yeah, that, exactly. That, yes. For all, <laughs> for all those that run on the Hispanic time. <laughs> yeah. OK. This is me saying this is my wife. <laughs> so this one then, bingo yeah letting your cold feet touch him under the covers so that that's not really happened usually it's my feet that are cold not my wife's because <laughs> my wife keeps the bedroom at like uh what she keeps the sitting around morgue Mor morgue so, yeah um being a backseat driver my now my mom was not a backseat driver, but we did have to disconnect the brakes on her side of the car. <laughs> that's you know that that's the same way for me there. <laughs> so, and then getting jealous, the woman, the wife couldn't get jealous. What what's with this? And well, then I don't, while I don't, he flirts in front, in front yeah, of right. And then what's this? Wearing red nail polish. This one confused me. Yeah, I, I just. I'm not sure what that really meant. Maybe it was a societal thing. But there are some things, though, that I want you to talk about, things you should never say to your wife. Oh, yeah. Chances are I probably said all these things because she, <laughs> she giggles at everything that I say. Uh, all right. Well, here's some of the things that you should never say to your wife. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. Uh, <laughs> so... Obviously, being able to communicate is essential to a successful marriage. It is. I say being able to laugh at yourself and one another is also good. Um, right. Not all communication is, is great. Uh, here's some things that you should never say to your wife. It's not cheating if it's with your sister. Mm. Now, in my case, uh, she might be able to say it's not cheating if it's with your identical twin brother. Ah, there you go. There you uh, go. You realize that the bachelor is as real about as real as WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And yeah, and it's about yeah. as entertaining. I, well, yeah, that true. And thank goodness, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to put up with any kind of reality TV in this house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next one here the fact that you have a higher degree than me but earn less money must be a real bummer, huh? Yeah, you don't want to say that now. No, it doesn't make you look fat. It makes you look colorblind and completely out of touch. <laughs> I, this is something that she, she would probably say about me. Um, now, here's, here's the next one here. Use some caution uh, with uh -huh. this one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who let you out of the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Get back in there. Get back in there. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I, I might actually get hit for that one. <laughs> she she would giggle. Uh, happy birthday. Here's a Home Depot gift card. Oh, yes, yes. You know, going back to that kitchen comment, I just thought, you know, my dad always talked about the fact that he wanted to keep my mom barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And keep I, her in the kitchen. Well, for the Home Depot, I bet my wife would love that. She would just go to the plant section, and we would buy a bunch of plants that would die within a month. Yeah. Can't you know, and I thought I was doing my wife a favor one time, and I bought her a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. <laughs> I bet that she was actually happy with that, knowing your, your wife. <laughs> She's like, this is practical. I like this. <laughs> uh, now, you realize the beer is not going to fetch itself, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> probably not uh i wish you would act like the women in a handmaid's tale <laughs> yeah have you seen that i have not uh, i've yeah. heard about it though and my wife yeah. would be like a handmaid's what huh yeah you and your wife should should sit down and watch it together and say why can't you be more like that <laughs> she would probably look at that <laughs> that and be like she would probably judge everything about that <laughs> Yeah, that show anyway. right. Uh, now, your silk underwear just wasn't as comfortable as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. A little stretched have, out now, too. We, we'd have to wonder about that. <laughs> right. And, and you know, she's actually more likely to wear, wear uh, my boxers as boy shorts. If exactly. Ever, uh, if it's a laundry day there. Yep. Um, and then the last one here. Where did all this extra money in my bank account come from? <laughs> you know that's one thing i have to never worry about my wife is not somebody that's going to go out and just go on a shopping spree and spend all the money it's going to be me spending all the money on a shopping spree you know and i was seeing a bunch of extra cash deposits showing up this is true yes this is true so well i don't need to send anybody out to spy on my wife to see what's going on you know so i mean she's but but now here's something though I got to tell you, I got to read this. This is just too funny. I couldn't believe this. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I was just thinking that maybe we need a way to make this world even creepier. Okay. But this there's an app, an actual app that you can get on your phone called mole. Basically you use this app. You can hire anonymous strangers to work as your spy. Okay. You go on mole, you post that you want to see a live video of a certain location. Then somebody else on mole who's near the location gets paid a, a few bucks to live stream it to you now they say you could use it for anything from you know checking your house when you're away or maybe see how long the line is outside a cracker barrel or a texas roadhouse or maybe you want to see the eiffel tower live right now while you're you know stuck at home in the pandemic nope nope i can't think of any possible way folks would use this app to do something terrible can't think of anything at all <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but here's the question, though. If we were on mole, okay, first off, what would you want somebody to, to, to show you live if you were to use it? I would like to see a live dash cam of someone driving in Russia. Oh, really? A live that dash would be, cam. Yes. Hmm. Now, if, on the other hand, you were the one on the other side and somebody were hiring you, what would you not agree to stream live? Oh, goodness. Anything <laughs> sexual. 
I'm not gonna go there. Mm. <laughs> not I'm not gonna be the person to wait outside the, the house of some guy to see if your wife walks out. In other words, not at <laughs> yeah. all. I don't know. For me, it depends on how much I'm gonna get paid. That this is yeah. true. I don't know. There might be something if it's something that's gonna make my life maybe become a possible uh, risk of, for my life, I probably won't do it, but you know, I, I just don't want to see something I can never unsee. You know what? I tell you what, I really don't. And, and, and this would be, I hate looking at those videos where this guy is taunting an alligator. And I'm just expecting this alligator to bite the guy's arm off. I hate videos like that. <laughs> I just know. It's like, I know something is going to happen. I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this mole app here, it reminds me of an app that's been out for a little bit now called Cameo, where I haven't heard of that. Actually, contract your voice uh, to give messages to people. Like um, a lot of like like kind of C rated celebrities might use it yeah. to make some extra bucks on the side. You know, wish yeah. someone a happy birthday or something from you know a, a musician or um, you know some actor, uh, any anyone who might have like a. a a voice or enough fame that it would be worth paying money to say. Right. Maybe right. a YouTuber. I'm sure people would say that for that now too. Um, That's kind of cool. And, and the, the most classic one being Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray. Oh yeah. Being asked to break up with someone's girlfriend over this cameo app. Uh, wow. Hilarious. If you've never seen it, it wow. is legendary. Oh man. That's awesome. That's I've never heard of Cameo. It is that's, a it's a weird new one out there, but, but it makes sense. I, that's I'm very wondering if that makes you self-employed if you use it or not. I like that. I like that. So, all right. Well, did you see the Philadelphia Eagles game? No, I don't think anyone watches the Eagles anymore. You're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, you, you need to take over. The, you're, you know, since you're kind of in a football town, being in Jacksonville, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you tell the story about the Carson Wentz. Oh, of course here. So Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles here uh, were booed yesterday, even though they were playing at home field. Uh, yeah. the Eagles fans, I know they're, they're known for being pretty emotional. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's not that surprising, right? It's like a Canadian hockey game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, whether you win or lose, there's going to be riots. Mm -hmm. uh, that's now, right. There's one fact here that that's different. No fans were allowed in to the stadium itself. Right. Booze could still be heard at least twice during the game. <laughs> Once during a failed third down, and again after Wentz threw an interception in the end zone. So it would appear that Eagles employees were piping the booze for his own home team when they messed up. Which is perfectly brand or on brand for Philly. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess it makes it feel like they're really there, right? Yeah, of uh, course. Now, some sporting events like the TV broadcast ads, um, like ambient crowd noise to it to to give it that feel. So it's possible mm -hmm. that Fox was responsible for adding the booze. Mm -hmm. uh, now, just in case here, it it sounds like artificial fan noise in the stadium. Um, in any event, we now know the answer to the ph philosophical debate. What mm -hmm. happens when an Eagle player botches a play in a field and no one's there to see it? They're still booed. They're still booed. That's right. For me, though, 
it's kind of like the canned laughter they put on all the you know, 70s sitcoms. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. know what the, you know, it's, it, I, I mean, it, it's, um, it, it, it just sounds fake. It just does. Or, or the, the applause signs that they, that they push and right, force on but, any live audience and any, any, well, uh, late night when you're watching, if you're watching TV, I don't know if they, if they insert crowd noise for the, Jaguars games, you know, in Jacksonville. But if you don't see any fans or you see cardboard fans in the stands and you hear crowd noise, does that take away? Does that change your experience in watching professional football? I I, I think that would be the least jarring of the changes. Yeah. Uh, to say uh, at the least. Uh, for, I, for some reason, it just the. I mean, if I'm listening to it on the radio, then it doesn't make any difference. But oh, yeah, if I'm yeah. watching it on television, what's the point in even piping in the, the the crowd noise? You know, if you don't show any, you have to not show the stands. I guess I, I, I guess just uh, this this whole year is so topsy turvy, upside down. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it and is. So, I'm telling you. Well, here's a story that comes from pennsylvania when it should sound like it should come from florida all right so i have to wonder if somebody at this grocery store had to get uh, on uh, well is this from pennsylvania no it's from oregon there we go had to get on the, the public address system and they need a cleanup in the checkout aisle this is a 29 year old guy his name is nicholas ellingford he's in lincoln city oregon and he was at this grocery store with a friend right. so he goes and he's he's he, he, for some reason he brings along his Glock 9mm, and he's in the checkout line. And what persuades him to pull this thing out to show his friend? I don't know. But he's showing his friend his Glock 9 Why? Why would you show your handgun at a checkout line in the grocery store just for the you know, conversation's sake? <laughs> this don't is know. horrible gun safety. This yeah. Obviously and you're, you anything. just... Well, and, and you just you're a newly minted gun owner yourself and you, you know, teaching my son how to be a man and fire a firearm. You wouldn't do this, you know. No. Well, that's talk about talk about karma. OK, he shows this gun to his friend. So he's going to put it back in his pants. And what do you think happens? He accidentally shoots himself right in the junk. Naturally. Yes, oh, of course. No. So the bullet goes through his groin, exits through his thigh. Obviously, he needed to be airlifted to go to the hospital for the injury. And it turns out he doesn't even have a concealed carry license. So now... What an idiot. He's got charges on top of that and reckless endangerment. So luckily, the bullet didn't hit his privates. Of course, if that had happened... I bet he'd be, you know, like the U- United States Postal Service driver, and that he's always handling a damage package. <laughs> I, I, I mean, bet, I, I bet he's going to be shooting blanks from this point forward. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, the guy could have blown his meat off. I know that. I mean, it would it would have been the most disgusting meat in the supermarket since Lunchables, frankly. Oh no! Oh my goodness! Oh well. Um... <laughs>
So, you ready to play a game? I, I'm in on this game. All right. Got the game show music. And the game we're going to play first off, fake news or Florida? You I for it? should be good at this. And I, you've not, this is you've not seen any of these. Okay. Right. You haven't seen this. any. Right. So, <clears throat> I'm going to read you a headline. And you just tell me if the story is fake news or something that really happened in Florida. Think you can do this? I am doubtful. <laughs> Florida's an open grab bag of stories. <laughs> it is. All right. Here, here's your first one. A Sebastian man was arrested after he reported a murder by bringing a skull to a grocery store and using it as a hand puppet. Fake news or Florida? That has to be fake. It's Florida. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're giving us all a bad name, hand puppets. <laughs> okay, here's another one. <clears throat> a Tampa man was arrested after punching his daughter's teacher at back to school night. Fake Are news or Florida? Be Florida? This, uh, this does sound like a Florida thing. It's fake news. Oh, come on. Two for two. Oh, and two. All right. Look, look, just give it another month and it's going to be a Florida story. (laughs) All right. Here's another one. A West Palm Beach woman busted for grand larceny after stealing a pony at a child's birthday party. Fake news or Florida? Florida. It's fake news. Oh, come on. Oh, no. I'm going to lose this. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's the first time. Okay. You'll get the hang of it. Uh, Okay. Here's another. A Vero Beach man was arrested after he broke into a home got naked, and cooked spaghetti. My instinct tells me to go with fake news. I've got to go with Florida, though. It's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one more. A Martin County man who was stopped for erratic driving tells police his dog was driving. (laughs) Fake news, please. No, it's Florida. Uh, <laughs> I I think what you have to do on this thing, you have to figure out the most ridiculous thing has to be Florida, and the stuff that doesn't sound that yes. ridiculous has to be fake news. <laughs> These are hysterical. Oh my gosh! All right, <clears throat> here's another game. Ready? Okay. Okay. We'll see how we can do this. Steakhouse or gay bar? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to read you the name of a business, and I want you to tell me if it's a steakhouse or if it's a gay bar. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) All right. The first one's from Florida. You ready? Okay. Florida Roadhouse in Edgewood, Florida. Steakhouse or gay bar? Well, I mean, I'm I'm feeling this sounds like a steakhouse. It's a steakhouse. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Next one. Woodshed Lounge in Charlotte, North Carolina. Would I'm going to go with the gay bar. That's right. Exactly. All right. Here's another one. Parts and labor in Baltimore, like Maryland. Parts and parts and labor. It's got to be a gay bar. (laughs) It's a steakhouse. All right. Here's here's one. Cahoots in Meriden, Idaho. So this does sound like a gay bar. It's a steakhouse. No. <laughs> yeah, in Idaho. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last one on this one. The Silverado in Portland, Oregon. 
Portland, I'm going with Game Barn. You got it. Exactly. Not too bad. You did better on that one. All right. Here's game number two game number three. All right. This is called Strip Club or Daycare. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna read I'm read you the name of a business. You tell me if it's an establishment, is a strip club or a daycare. <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is the castle in Lamarque, Texas. We're gonna go with the daycare. Bingo. Very good. Little Darlings in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oh, I want to say daycare, but I'm going to go strip club. You're right. Oh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Bubbles in Seattle, Washington. The strip club. That's a daycare. No. <laughs> How would you call a daycare bubbles? <laughs> All right. This one's in Florida. It's Mermaids in St. Petersburg. Strip club. Bingo. You should know that because it's mm. nearby, isn't it? It's, it's, I've it's, never I've, been. I've never been. I have no idea. But but you, how far are you from St. Petersburg? It is a probably good seven hours. Oh wow! Well, okay, I Maybe thought you were six. close. Okay, all right. Here's the last one: Denim and Lace in Ingleside, Texas. We're gonna go daycare. Bingo! No, you didn't do too, didn't do too mm, bad yes. on that. Yeah. All right. Last one is the best. Uh, <clears throat> nothing better than a good fifty-fifty when you're talking about your kids. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to need to know this when you get you, you, your, your kid gets old enough to go to daycare. You don't want to take them to the wrong thing. You know, I don't so. like the odds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Last game. Porn star or weatherman. You ready? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll read you a list of entertainers. You tell me whether the person that works in as a porn star <laughs> or a weatherman. <laughs> or any of these trick questions where they're both a porn star and a weatherman. That would be that would be interesting for sure. Okay, so here's here's your first one. Wade Hardman. <laughs> it's a weatherman, a very unfortunate weatherman. Uh, no, he's a porn star. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You should have went with your first instinct. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Kevin Benson. Uh, we're going to go weatherman. Exactly. From WPXI in Pittsburgh. All right. And here's another one. Gary England. Gary England. I'm going to go weatherman on this one. He's a weatherman for KWTV in Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. And... Here's the name of Steve Holmes. Steve Holmes. I am going to go with my gut of porn star. Bingo. And last but not least, Ethan Cage. We're going to go porn star with that one. Too. That's it. You did yeah. pretty good on that one. That You did better on that. It makes me kind of wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this was a successful uh, game. I think that you should uh, at least win some prizes if I had any to give you. I don't want any of the surprises that might be associated <laughs> with any of those things. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. A Supreme Court briefing found that prohibiting marijuana is unconstitutional and could lead the, to the full legalization of marijuana. And in other news, Taco Bell stock went up 600%. Yeah, no, it's a tough call for the government. I mean, on one hand, if everyone starts smoking weed, they, they can tax the marijuana. But on the other hand, they'll never take in another penny from speeding tickets. 
A survey by the Department of Education found that just 23% of 8th graders in Washington, D.C. know how to read. And if you think that's bad, well, you should see the teachers. I mean, to give you an idea how bad the problem is, they had to write this story in emojis so everyone would get it. Elon Musk's tunnel for self-driving cars that runs underneath Las Vegas is just about finished. Now, all they need is just a couple of hookers for the side of the road. Of course, I love that he thinks anyone in Vegas cares about the environment. People are basically in Vegas to cheat death for a weekend. Half these drunks don't need self-driving cars. They need self-zipping pants. Illinois police arrested a man who traveled from Kentucky on a greyhound with a dismembered body in his bag. This isn't what the ticket agent meant when she told him the trip would cost an arm and a leg. I mean, they're saying he had a dandruff because they found head and shoulders in his suitcase. Jim Carrey has confirmed the rumors. He'll play Joe Biden on this season's Saturday Night Live. And if only Joe could stay up late enough to see it. Welcome to the 2020 presidential debate between Alec Baldwin and Jim Carrey. I mean, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. All righty then. Okay, Mr. Biden, tell us your plan for the economy. Donald Trump is a loser. Who's here? Fake news. Sleepy Joe is a liar. I can't lie. Okay, Mr. Biden, why did you call the president a loser? Well, for one, we got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Wrong. Biden will take your jabs and your guns and your pets. Really? Well, why don't you tell everyone what you did with Stormy Daniels? I don't know what you're talking about. You slammed her. You dunked her donut. You gave her dog a sausage. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, fine. I stripped her. You happy? I think we're done for now. B-E-A-U-T-I-F-A-L. A video of a group of anti-mask protesters parading through a Florida Target playing the Twisted Sisters song, We're Not Gonna Take It, has gone viral. You know, I love how the headline writers just had to include the word Florida as if we already didn't know. This Target video proves that just when you think they're out of crazy stories, Florida always has another one in store. Kanye West has asked that his campaign staff refrain from fornicating outside of marriage. You know, because that's not classy. But peeing on a Grammy is okay. Kanye got in a fight with his record label this recently and posted all of his contracts online. And then, yes... Posted a video of himself taking a whiz on his Grammy Award. He's a good guy. I just wish he wouldn't hold back so much. Well, the good news is that the Democrats finally found a presidential candidate with a P-tape. The bad news? It's not the one they wanted. The country continues to mourn the death of the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away at the age of 87. Whoever wrote this season of America could never pass a drug test. RBG was a pioneer of women's rights that became the second woman appointed to the Supreme Court after Sandra Day O'Connor. She was appointed in 1993 under Bill Clinton, who was down with RBG and OPP. 
Uh, President Trump had a heartfelt reaction when he learned of the news and he was boarding Air Force One. Uh, Joe Biden spoke out his uh, outside of his house and gave a touching tribute to Babe Ruth, who was a great Yankee. RBG was laid to rest and then Brett Kavanaugh threw a keg party in her honor. The president announced a replacement and uh, what's nice is that everyone's being really super calm about it on the social media scene. President Trump here with a dedication to the late, great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And let me do this quick because Brett Kavanaugh's having a keg party in her honor pretty soon. I'm going to use my great brain. Find her replacement. I will share when I know. Going to climb me a mountain. The Twitter mountain. Jump on. All of the Fox News shows, RBG, oh, RBG. A great woman. She's all over TV, RBG, RBG. A great woman now, it's all up to me. Folks, I'll have my pick out soon. So far, I like Judge Judy. She's great. And Aaron Judge on the Yankees is great, too. The president had a short list. Well, I think I heard that he also really liked Judge Judy. But let's not rule out Mike Judge, who, you know, gave us Beavis and Butthead. Amy Coney Barrett, though, is actually considered his favorite. So if you happen to know her growing up, now would be a good time to change your number because every political hitman in the country is calling up looking for dirt. A growing number of the nation's police departments are having a hard time recruiting new officers at the same time they're being hit by a wave of early retirements. I don't get it. Their job just seems so easy right now. They're stuck between a flying rock and a hard place. I mean, luckily, the country will calm down once they start confirming a new Supreme Court justice. An Associated Press poll found that 54 percent of people plan to vote before Election Day. And then half of them will vote again on Election Day. 39% said they will vote by mail. 51% say they will vote in person. And the other 10% will vote in Russia. Election officials in Michigan called police on a homeowner who put a toilet on his front lawn with a sign in front that says, put mail ballots in here. They made him take it down. Although, if you still want to flush your vote down the toilet, you can support Biden. The nice thing is this joke works for either party. So if, you, uh, if you'd if you like, I can just retell it the other way. So, I mean, you know, of course, the people of Michigan just thought it was nice to see something going down the toilet besides Detroit. Former CNN host Reza Aslan is encouraging supporters to, quote, burn the country down if President Trump tries to push through a Supreme Court justice in an election year which is kind of interesting because I don't remember him saying this when Democrats impeached a president during an election year, which has never been done in history. The only problem is they're already burnt down most of the cities he's threatening. Federal authorities have arrested the woman suspected of sending poisonous ricin to the White House. Kind of a crazy story, but it was nice to see Hillary again. Joe Biden is being mocked for saying 200 million Americans have died from the coronavirus during a recent speech. <laughs> I don't see why Democrats are worried about mail-in voting. According to Joe, there's only about, about three people left. Somebody should probably check on Corn Pop.
U.S. Army has sent Bradley tanks back into Syria after a tense encounter with Russian forces in the region. Now, we really can't send too many tanks, really, because, you know, we now need them for when the Supreme Court hearings begin. The, a survey also shows that a growing number of retailers are pretty concerned about the ramifications of having a socially distanced Black Friday. I, frankly, I think they've got nothing to worry about. Nobody worried about their safety going shopping on Black Friday in the first place. A study by the CDC found that passengers on longer flights have a higher chance of catching coronavirus, so never board a flight whose in-flight movie is contagion. I mean, longer flights have a higher chance of catching corona, but all flights really have a higher chance of getting socked in the mouth for not wearing a mask. HBO was considered the big winner in this year's Emmy Awards, although, if we're being honest, the real winners were the people that didn't watch. Several viewers tried to catch an Emmy after party by using Jimmy Kimmel's screen name, which is only fair because Jimmy crashed the broadcast. Ellen DeGeneres has promised that she's the same person backstage that you see on TV during her return to her TV show. And her staff couldn't be reached, though, for comment because they're all in therapy. Ellen was accused, you know, of creating a toxic work environment. If you don't get why, well, you've never, never really seen her dance. Ellen is the pumpkin spice coffee of TV. See, white ladies love it, but most people could care less. Fox played uh, fake booing sounds after the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz made a bad throw so as to make the broadcast sound as realistic as possible. They're trying to make the TV audience feel like they're at an Eagles game. Uh, they, so they also played booing noises and they played the sound of police horses getting punched too. Right? You know, Wentz couldn't actually hear the booing because it wasn't playing in the stadium. <laughs> of course, he's not deaf, although judging by the way he threw the ball to the other team, he might be a bit colorblind. As President Trump announced that he would be unveiling his choice for the Supreme Court at the White House, the two best bets in Vegas were Amy Coney Barrett and the over 55 riots. Amy now is the favorite because Trump just found out the guy who played Harry on Night Court died. The nice thing is, though, that Amy has got seven kids, so um, if this whole Supreme Court thing doesn't pan out, she can always just get a show on Bravo. Joe Biden is refusing to release his list of Supreme Court justices after promising to do so by the end of June. But you really can't get mad at him because he thinks it's still June. No, I mean, luckily, President Trump does have experience at picking winners. The time has come to find the next justice, and President Trump says he's going to pick a woman. So, get ready for the Miss Supreme Court Justice Pageant. Yes, Trump owns the Miss Universe Pageant, and now he's going to fill this seat bigly. Will it be Miss Las Vegas? Ooh, is it getting hot in here with this heavy black robe? Or is it just global warming? <laughs> or maybe Miss New Jersey. Hi, my name's Sue. <laughs> I'd like to show you what's under my robe, but first you're going to have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. The Supreme Court Justice Pageant. View it now before the election. They're a little bit sexy, but I'll tell you what, everybody's watching, so I have no problems with it. See it all, only on Court TV. Whatever makes you feel good is okay with me. The CDC apologized yet again for mistakenly posting on its website the coronavirus was airborne. People keep yelling to follow the science, but it's changed directions 10 times. I mean, if the science was GPS, everybody would be driving into the woods.
A new study found that America is facing a ticking time bomb. If 400 feral pigs can reproduce as young as three months, sold and damaged thousands of acres of property. Sounds like it's time for another one of those bacon festivals. I mean, seriously, why are they calling it a ticking time bomb if we can solve this problem with a side of pancakes? I mean, is the ticking for the amount of time it takes to be seated at Cracker Barrel? Revised ratings show that those Emmy Awards had the fewest number of viewers in award show history. The problem is the Emmys were up against, you know, more exciting competition, you know, like watching paint dry. And Sunday is a big night, you know, for rearranging the sock drawers. Uh, with all that's going on in the world, really nobody feels like watching a bunch of millionaires pat themselves on the back for playing pretend. I mean, the celebrities are, are on Zoom like, you know, you made, what, $3 million an episode to pretend you were a doctor? Way to go. Oh, hold on. There's a homeless family outside my gate. Let me shoo them away. I'll be right back. The CDC is labeled trick-or-treating now as a high-risk activity. Well, not so much for the kids, but for the parents who eat all their candy. I mean, it's only risky for the kids if they're, you know, wearing a Trump mask in a Democrat city. Oh, come on, CDC. I mean, the one day of the year we get these kids out of the house to get us some exercise. And Cindy McCain, the widow of the late John McCain, she's endorsing Joe Biden for president. Biden and McCain, you see, were really good friends in the Senate. For that reason, this endorsement comes as really no surprise to anyone but Joe. He's like, John who? The Senate? Huh? Stay away from that place. Last time I was there, they killed Caesar. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg has paid fines for 32,000 felons in the state of Florida so they can vote for Joe Biden. The Biden campaign is a soft spot for criminals because of Hunter. Bloomberg wanted everyone to believe he was tough on crime. So this is the height of hypocrisy, you know, no pun intended. I understand, though, how that could probably sound like a joke because the guy isn't really tall enough to get on the rides at all the Six Flags. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's Genius Award. An Orange County, Florida father says he doesn't understand why his fifth-grade son was asked to remove his Hooters-themed face mask at school. He says his son has been wearing it for weeks. There's nothing offensive or derogatory about the mask, Greg Golba said. Golba and his 11-year-old son, Ian, don't understand why he had to remove his Hooters mask. I don't think it's offensive at all. It's just a restaurant, Greg said. The Orange County fifth grader says his teacher at Sunset Park Elementary in Windermere says something about it. The district does not comment on discipline matters, but the Hooters mask violates the dress code, which says in part, quote, the principal at each school reserves the right to determine what appropriate dress is for the school. There is nothing offensive or derogatory about this mask. I don't think it's offensive at all. I don't, it's just a restaurant. And she said it was not appropriate for school. And I asked her why, and she said, if you really want to know why, go ask the principal. He told me to take it off three times, and I asked him why. He just said, just take it off, so I took it off. We go there as a family. We eat there. I mean, our, our favorite thing there is, what, the chocolate cake? He's not the first young man to get in trouble for supporting Hooters. And like most men, he probably said, I just go for the chicken wings. I swear. 
This isn't really surprising considering it occurred in Florida. I'm sure the dad had his son combine the Hooters mask with camo cargo shorts and a Who Farted t-shirt. And then there's a Florida woman named Lovely Butts, allegedly dousing a juvenile relative with bleach and threatening to pistol whip the victim during a confrontation at a Daytona Beach home. Now, according to cops, the 64-year-old Butts was arrested on a pair of felonies, aggravated assault and child abuse, and booked into the Volusia County Jail, from which she was released later on bond. Now, seeing it right, Butts is scheduled for arraignment in just a few weeks. Uh, investigators allege Butts threw bleach at the female victim, causing the bleach to strike her in the face and mouth, and also threatened to pistol whip the girl while holding a firearm. The minor is described in a police report as Butts's primary caregiver. She couldn't sound more like an unpleasant human being. This is truly crazy because most people enjoy being around lovely butts. She unleashed bleach on that poor victim. But if you've ever been around someone after eating something like Chipotle or Taco Bell, you know there's worse things a butts could be releasing. Or how about this man in Louisiana who was found to have a loaded pistol in his butt during a jail strip search who pled guilty to weapons and contraband charges. In a plea deal, 24-year-old Justin Savoy copped to a pair of felony counts and a misdemeanor charge in connection with his arrest at a residence in Golden Meadow. Savoy received a five-year suspended prison sentence on the felony convictions during a district court sentencing, and he was also placed on three years probation in order to serve 90 days in the LaForche Parish Jail. According to police, Savoy had a 25 caliber Titan pistol concealed up his rear end. The handgun, which has a 2.5-inch barrel and measures 4.375 inches long, was loaded. After Savoy's collar, the Golden Meadow Police Chief told the, or said that whoever thought a 25 caliber pistol could be an assault weapon. He's so lucky the loaded gun didn't go off. It definitely would have been an even worse butt explosion than what occurs after devouring White Castle. It's a real shame, though, he can't keep the gun up there. That would definitely prevent his fellow inmates from getting too close, if you catch my drift. Of course, he claims the gun isn't his, but I think that story has a few cracks in it. I mean, if this was, apparently it was an inside job if there ever was one. Unfortunately, the prosecutors are refusing to turn the other cheek. And what about this? It's a lesson in reading, writing, and reefer. Florida moms and dads have been spotted smoking weed, drinking, walking around half-naked in the background of their kids' online classes. Frustrated teachers said at a recent school board meeting, Edith Pride vented, Parents, please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you're walking in front of behind the child's computer. Because we done seen them in their drawers, the bra, and everything else. Remember, all children are on the computers and can hear your conversations. So please try to use proper language. No cussing, because if I say just no profanity, they may not know what profanity is. So no cussing, they know what that is. And number four, when you're helping your children at the computer, please uh, do not appear with big joints in your hands and cigarettes. Parents, please understand that your child is in class. And the parents should not stay in the picture and make silly face behind the child. 
She and other educators said they've seen everything from parents puffing giant joints to moms with exposed ankle monitors during virtual lessons. Pride said those joints are as big as cigars. Oh, yeah, we've seen it all. (laughs) Imagine seeing a parent smoking weed in the background. This is absolutely not what teachers mean when they say that you should be promoting higher education. Witnessing these parents walking around half-naked is equally disturbing. I mean, but at least these educators don't have to bother teaching their kids about anatomy. Woo! You ever seem to have one of those years where it seems like nothing's going right? From the pandemic all the way down to your job. Well, you know, dealing with all that stuff ain't easy. But this dad's got a way to cope with it. Let me tell you about it. And you got to check this one out. A wild brawl broke out between customers and workers at a Waffle House, apparently after a patron's phone was withheld behind the counter. According to a viral video, the dust-up was shared on Twitter, showing a group of irate diners demanding staffers return a cell phone. Ring that one up so we can pay for that one, and then you can put up that phone, said one of the women, shouting. Another member of the party chimed in, Can I please get my goddang phone? Somebody? Well, he then climbed behind the counter in an apparent bid to retrieve the device and was restrained by two of the employees. The man is seen repeatedly striking one of the workers as two of the other members of his group jump into the fray behind the counter. And one of the women tries to wrestle the phone out of another employee's hands after having her wig pulled off and her breasts popped out of her top. It's unclear why the phone was even being held from customers in the first place and where or when the dust-up took place. One Twitter user from Riverdale, Georgia, that shared the clip uh, of the video wrote, uh, You can always count on Waffle House. The viral clip already has topped over a million views. Of course, it's not too often you see a complete total disaster situation like this behind the counter at Waffle House. (laughs) That only happens in the bathroom. Everybody involved could have been seriously injured. I mean, although if they're at Waffle House, they don't really care about their well-being. And you'll never believe a Michigan daredevil that launched his car over a rising drawbridge, Dukes of Hazard style, while he was allegedly high on whippets. 26-year-old Miguel Gomez of Allen Park was busted on new charges for pulling the wild stunt on the 4th Street Bridge in Detroit. Police said Gomez was waiting to cross the bridge just as it was opening up. He stepped on the gas and accelerated the car right through the security gate and into the air to the other side. It was actually like the Dukes of Hazard. He made it across, said the police dispatcher, comparing it to the scene of those 1970s TV shows in which the Dodge Charger would often take a flying leap to escape from law enforcement. Gomez survived the dangerous stunt, but he wrecked his car, damaged the bridge, and ended up in jail. 
He was suspected of being under the influence of whippets, which are cans of nitrous oxide, which were found inside his car. He faces charges, including malicious destruction of property and reckless driving for taking that terrifying leap. Of course, he's really lucky this Dukes of Hazard stunt didn't lead to serious trauma. I mean, this could have been a bigger disaster than the Dukes of Hazard movie starring Johnny Knoxville. And of course, it happened in Detroit, which is kind of surprising. And I say that because I thought for sure the car he used to do used to do the jump would have probably been stolen. And then one more about a Florida man sentenced to up 90 days in home detention and 288 hours of community service for his part in a trafficking scheme in which live water monitor uh, live water monitor lizards were stuffed into socks and concealed inside electronics to be smuggled from the Philippines to the United States. 44-year-old Akbar Akram was sentenced in Tampa Federal Court, pled guilty to one count of wildlife trafficking in violation of the Lacey Act and the Convention on International Trade and Endangered Species Treaty. Akram admitted to illegally importing more than 20 live water monitor lizards from the Philippines in 2016. A U.S. Justice Department statement said he avoided customs authorities by placing the lizards in socks which were sealed, closed with tape and concealed inside electronic equipment and shipped under a false label. As part of the plea, Akram admitted that he knew the water, the monitor lizards he'd received had been taken in violation of Philippine law and, the, uh, imp- uh, and, and that the import also violated U.S. law, according to the statement. Now, of course, it happened in Florida. So it probably could have been worse. Most people in that state are used to freaks like this guy pulling out a different type of lizard. The most surprising part of the story, the guy's 44 years old. I mean, it's usually teenage boys who are stuffing their lizards into socks. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Okay, finally, look, there is no doubt these are really tough times for some, like us radio guys. And, you know, we could really use your help. I'm going to get really personal now. By the way, I don't really look like I sound. I had one person tell me, I had you pictured as having darker hair. But it's uh, with a very sad puppy dog eyes, I now have to pass this along. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Did you know for just about $19 a month, you can help a radio DJ receive the food, shelter, and a pair of headphones they so desperately need? Donate now and you'll also receive a photo of the DJ you're adopting along with a bumper sticker from the radio station. If we get enough donations, they'll be able to make rent, eat something unhealthy, and maybe even update their demo reel. Because, you know, the radio business. Won't you please help a radio DJ today? (sighs) Well, okay. If you can't help, Maybe you can at least do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone of your friends or family, anybody that you think would be stupid enough to listen because you really don't want to be stingy with all that stupidity. And let me conclude on a passing thought. So I stepped away for like two seconds is the beginning of every parent's horror story ever told. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgments. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? 
Thanks to A-List Comedy and Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.